Before I continue, I got, I can't believe you didn't laugh at my joke. Which joke? You said I gotta shrink these windows, and I said just get a bigger house. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Happy fifth anniversary, Pokemon Go. I promise we didn't forget. I say this strictly for lore reasons. Mouse, not electric mouse. Before we start the show, don't get me started on starters. Come fly with me. Let's float down to Peru, Pikachu, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 152. It's July 6th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. What's up, Kyle? How's it hanging? I mean... As opposed to standing, I'd probably prefer to be standing. Would you? you but you're by choice sitting down at your desk right now. But that's not hanging. Well, we're kind of like hanging. We're hanging out, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, we are. All right. So just for the sake of just getting out of this conversation, I'm just going to end it right there. All right. <laughs> Before we get the show started here, shout out to nine, nine brand new patrons, Kellen. Ben, Brady, Janet, MT, Eli, Macy, Darkbish, and Jesus. Thank you very much for your patronage. We're very excited to get to know you better. If any of you are having any issues joining the Discord, please send me a message via Patreon. I'd be happy to hook you up. I know we've had a lot of new people. I just, I'm not quite sure if we got everybody. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for your patronage. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. More about Patreon patronage and the discord at the end of the show all right mr kyle we set some goals last week and we did uh between then and now we also had a community day and i think that had to do with pigs if i'm not mistaken and some roasting berries that's very very true so including our goals for community day kyle you had three um in the first of which was do one tier five bidoof raid during you know while the bidoof event was going on how'd that go i did it while Yay. i was working i did it <laughs> wow and you're better for it right yeah yeah sure it wasn't shiny so no <laughs> it wasn't but, shiny but was it worth it for the meme it, yes it was worth it for the meme i'm glad i spent like a dollar ten on that my man absolutely uh five defense deoxys no i did four four oh, <laughs> i totally forgot so about the goal close. so it's the happy coincidence i even did four well, it's not really a happy coincidence because you could have done five. <laughs> well, I could have if you had been more interested in doing them on community day. It didn't stop you from doing any of them. You did it every did. one. We, you we wanted didn't do, to do one of them because uh, not everyone was interested. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. I, you know what? I, I can defend myself. Okay. We'll get there. And then your shiny goal was 42 shiny Tepic. I did not make it. Okay. That is one out of three for you, sir. For me, I had several goals. There were uh, four of them here. Two million experience. I did three million. So, yeah, that's done, though. Back up to six million Stardust. Guess what? I am. (laughs) That was like 600,000 Stardust since last week or 500,000, something like that. So it was a a good week for me. 42 Shiny Tepic. No. 
<laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> 50 eggs hatched. I'm happy to say I actually hatched 73 last week. Jeez. So happy about that. That's three out of four. All right. Before we get the show actually started with like news and all of our usual stuff, let's talk. Let's talk about Tepic Community Day. There hasn't been a community day in a long while that Kyle and I just like both abysmally just got really under (laughs) our shiny goals. It was terrible. And it wasn't just us. It was Mitch, too. Mitch was there with us in Lincoln Park Zoo, along with several other of our friends. Um, How Joe can you go? Thank you for showing up. It was lovely to meet you. But man, how many did you end up actually getting, Kyle? I got twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I got twenty seven. And additionally, I think the actual highlight of my day was a shiny why not that I hatched. That was pretty cool. Speaking of hatching, during community day, I hatched my fourth shiny Alolan Grimer. I'm yes. tired of them. I need yep. them to stop. Just started hysterically laughing and then like just drained. Just this is my <laughs> life now. I just I thought it was my third and then I actually checked number four. It's getting absurd at this point. <laughs> but, you have to change your whole aesthetic. You're just the Grimer guy now. Uh, apparently. I wish one of them was good for PvP. I'd use it. No, great. that's out of the question. No. But the real highlight for my day was I finally finished my shiny Mew research. So I was able to check that list off. That's right. That's right. What's it like to actually finish a research? You know... I'll let you know when I finish how high to fly or whatever it's called. The higher, higher, they, the higher fly. they fly. There you go. Oh, how high to fly. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know when that one's done. I started that. I made progress on that one just for Mitch because he asked me to. Sure, sure. sure absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but that aside, Tepic Community Day, how would you feel it was? We both did the the research, the uh, the burned berries the whatever that one roasting berries that's the one and we played at lincoln park zoo we did the entire day it was a good time how'd you feel the day was it was just good nice to have the lures back even though that was there for gibble day and i wasn't very excited for tepig so i don't feel heartbroken that i didn't make my goal but the lack of shinies at the start was was rough for <laughs> yes. for us. Yeah, I, I was busy doing some things. We did like an Instagram live thing with with Ken from Lured Up. Uh, they were in New York for just a couple of minutes. And then I was really focused on making sure that like how many people do we have? Like nine people? Eight or yeah, nine people eight total? People? At, like one, at one point there was more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, making sure we were all meeting up. And it was about like 40 minutes in and I was like, I haven't gotten any. <laughs> which was which was very strange um but funny you bring up the whole lure thing i i did miss the lures until the event started and i saw two frost sorry two glacial lures oh, go down i was like no but how joe can you go get his first shiny swine up so i guess yeah. there is a benefit to that that's nice and I, and I got to cat and i got to check a couple more snow runs one day that shiny will one day will show up I, it's important. You know, what, I can guarantee you my next one's going to also be male. You just know it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if, if there is somewhere I can put money down on it, I feel like that's a safe bet I should do. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. if it's a spawn at GoFest, it's it's one of my goals. And I swear it's just going to be I'm going to get like four male. Snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm really excited. Uh, I think that you and I should try to arrange some time where we can sit down and, and figure out what our specific plan of attack is each for for GoFest. Because uh, I really need a structured approach. This game is getting too out of hand for me. My storage is we're, out of hand. We're going to have to wait until Friday at 10 p.m. before we can have that conversation. Right. We'll stream it. <laughs> all right. All right. We got all the information from New Zealand, everybody. That's right. That's right. Here's what we can expect. Good thing we didn't make plans earlier because all of my hopes and dreams would have been dashed. <laughs> anyway, great. That's it for goals. And Tepic Community Day was fantastic. So great on that. Good on you, Niantic. Thank you for another great Community Day. Let's roll right into the news. Show what up? It's the news. We only got one piece of news this week and it's already ongoing. This will be old news by the time you hear this episode. Pokemon Go's fifth anniversary event. This started today. I'm getting ahead of myself. Trainers, what an incredible five years they've been. Remember back in 2016 when Pokemon Go was just about exploring the world and catching Pokemon? While this is still the core of the game today, the world of Pokemon Go is now so much more than that. Here are some of our favorite features from each year. 2016 added Buddy Pokemon. 2017 added Ray Battles and AR Plus. 2018 Field Research and Special Research. Friends, Adventure Sync, and Trainer Battles. 2019 introduced Ghost Snapshot, Team Go Rocket, and Buddy Adventure. 2020 had the Go Battle League, Today View, Remote Raids, Team Go Rocket Balloons, the first ever Global Pokemon Go Fest experience, Mega Evolution, Go Beyond Level 40, Seasons, and more. And this year, thus far, we've seen collection challenges, referrals, Together We Raid, real-time sky mechanics, and expanded Pokedex classifications, which I'm happy to say, right before we started, Kyle and I (laughs) both have the new updated Skybox, but Kyle is the only one of the two of us that is blessed with the new Pokedex classifications. Which I only got an hour ago. (laughs) while we were reviewing the notes yeah yes (laughs) to commemorate pokemon go's fifth anniversary you'll be able to participate in a celebration event featuring flying pikachu with a five-shaped balloon Dowermaka, and more when is this happening tuesday july 6th at 10 a.m that was today this morning to thursday july 15th at 8 p.m local time now you might be thinking to yourself before we can get started with all the details and stuff here wow this announcement and the event kind of came out of nowhere well yeah they mentioned it briefly in the events when they talked about the entire month but we didn't get any details there wasn't a formal announcement really until like very shortly before the event went up like 12 to 24 hours before it was live and i think (laughs) i think it like the announcement was while people in new zealand were asleep (laughs) so they woke up and the event was going yeah <laughs> it was not great. Surprise! Happy anniversary. <laughs> uh, features include Darmaka and Flying Pikachu with a five-shaped balloon will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Darmaka. Also uh, confirmed via Niantic that Flying Pikachu can also be shiny, even though it is not explicitly stated. Darmaka, Chessman, Fennekin, and Froakie and Flying Pikachu with a five-shaped balloon will be appearing in one-star raids. I'm going to just say flying Pikachu from here on out. I don't feel like reiterating five-shaped balloon. Yeah. <laughs> over and yeah. over again. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Chikorita, Syndical, Totodile, Trico, Torchic, Mudkip, Turtwig, Chimchar, Piplup, Snivy, uh, Tepig, Oshawa, Chespin, Fennekin, and Froakie 
will be appearing around Pokestops with active lure modules and after you complete field research. You can also encounter some of these first partner Pokemon in the wild, including Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Trico, Torchic, Mudkip, Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott. <laughs> Poor Oshawott doesn't have a shine. He doesn't get to hang out and be oh, all cool. God. Uh, justice for Oshawott. You'll receive daily bonus field research tasks that lead to encounters with Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Chikorita, Syndical, Tunnetail, Chico, Torchic, Mudkip, Turtwig, Shimshar, Piplup, Snivy, Tepic, Oshawott, Chespin, Fennekin, and Froakie. Complete the, the collection challenge for this event for a reward encounter with Flying Pikachu with a fire-shaped balloon, as well as rare candy and a massive amount of Pokeballs. This just said Niantic defines massive as 80. 80 Pokeballs. Which is is a little bit strange because they've definitely given 200 away from stuff like this. I mean, but but 80 is a lot. I don't know if massive, like a healthy amount. A, a chunk of uh, yeah like a chunk or large amount of pokeballs would yeah be okay a heap yeah but not massive no not <laughs> massive massive would be 200 yeah yeah absolutely remember the in-game fireworks from pokemon go fest last year they're returning no. this year to the map in <laughs> celebration of our five years oh i do you old curmudgeon i, I don't I look do. at the skybox now i will but i don't I know you're, you're a nose to the ground sort of player i understand i am <laughs> While you're looking out for fireworks during the fifth anniversary celebration, check out the new in-game sky, too. That's right. The previously announced real-time sky mechanic addition to Pokedex classifications will be available to everyone in the coming days. You're not special, Kyle. You can also learn more about the Pokedex classifications in this Help Center article here in its link. And we'll link you to this article so you can follow that link again and get to where you want to go. Because what's information without a little bit of work to get it right exactly if you're lucky you might encounter a shiny meltan when you activate the mystery box during the fifth anniversary celebration the jumpstart special research will be available during this time for any trainers who missed out on it during last year's anniversary celebration so be sure to open the app during this period to claim it this special research is designed to help you catch up with other trainers with a ton of stardust and xp rewards as well as some exciting pokemon encounters couple of notes on this first of all if you've completed this in the past you cannot complete it again it's not like the halloween research that we keep getting every year this is a a one and done sort of thing it's a little bit disappointing uh yeah i suppose so but secondly that 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 works really well with my second point this is designed for new players to kind of close the gap uh so it is really worth your while if you're new you should do this research absolutely oh oh, yes it is extremely valuable it's very good uh you can get fifth anniversary gift stickers when you spin pokestops and open gifts you can also pick them up in the shop you'll be able to expand your item bag up to 3500 from monday july 5th at 1 p.m if you need more space in your item bag you can get item bag upgrades in the shop well that's uh that's money i haven't spent yet and we'll have thinking the exact same thing i'm like let me go do that (laughs) yeah the special box, ultra box, and adventure box will contain different items starting on Monday, July 5th at 1 p.m. PDT. Uh, yeah, I checked the adventure box today, and it is good. It's 50 ultra balls, three star pieces, two normal incubators, and 16 supers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's okay. That's okay. It's a, it's, it's a good box. I would, I would buy a few of those uh, personally, and I will probably do that. No. You have to spend all of that money on raid passes next week 
Oh no, you you misunderstand. I'll just spend more money on raid passes. No. Chris told me how many eggs he hashed in the last three months, <laughs> and I was very tempted to to do the math on how much money just the eggs cost, but I did not. You'd have to do some complex stuff because it's not like I don't use my free incubator, you know. So you'd have to. Well, like, I would I would divide accounts. it by nine for batches of nine, and yeah. then take that many out of the total for one free incubator every time which is but not even which still... is generous for you because that's not what you would do <laughs> but it's still not complete uh because and, it's yeah i think you're right it's probably worse because i don't do nine and then wait till i have nine again i replace the one that i that you know gets replaced yes so but it, i don't want this is depressing Let's it's, it's, <laughs> the, the math would still be the same x amount of eggs which i'm not going to out you until you out yourself is x amount of eggs and it's x amount of incubators too <laughs> 739 that's a lot of eggs and i would even if i did the math i'd even be generous and assume always adventure box for everything yeah because i would you'd be crazy to do anything else i haven't ever bought well i i have i want to say never 99 percent of the time i buy boxes with incubators in them there were a couple of times that like supers were like in stacks of 10 and i was like no anyway uh bonuses for this event all lure modules will last one hour for the duration of the event including glacier magnetic mossy and rainy lure modules and they close with this as you think back on your favorite pokemon go memories from the past five years be sure to share them with us on social media with hashtag pokemon go five year anniversary there's much to look forward to for this fifth year anniversary celebration as well as beyond for years to come. Let's go. All right. I have one question for you, Kyle. Yeah. Who, what supervillain is going around in tying balloons to these poor Pikachu? This is the first time. I thought we were done with this. Have we not put this person behind bars? It's the same supervillain that decided they're going to release all 18 starters at once all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> this will get him <laughs> and oh my gosh no but honestly the balloon thing reminds me of that one episode of gotham with that one person that would that would get rid of people by tying them to weather balloons and send them up into the atmosphere that's messed up yeah it is and this reminded me of it i said i've never watched gotham though oh oh it's it's I've, a compelling television show i've heard it's okay yeah it's pretty all right pretty all right is nice <laughs> it's generous <laughs> but anyway so I think it kind of goes without saying that you and I are a little bit underwhelmed with the starter showing back up, but there's a good reason for it. It's not just because, oh, we've all had these community days for all of them and we're tired of seeing them, etc. Uh, Kyle's main complaint is they're, they're really hard to catch. <laughs> their base catch rate is too dang high yeah. or too dang low. They're difficult it's, to catch. It, it, I, I think either works in the the sense but low is what you want yeah is, yeah is the is the bad one their bcr their base catch rate is low yeah, yeah. i think though upon rereading this now they're only showing up on lures and then with a chance in the wild and having played today they're not that common out there like it's not hard to get them but my arms are more full of pidgey candy than they are of you know squirtle candy right now why can't i hold all these pidgey candy 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, it's kind of nice to see a lot of Pidgey out and about, you know, it is. It's okay. But I, I think by the end of tomorrow, I'll probably be tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. How far along in your collection challenge are you? Uh, Not far at all. I've got like four of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about halfway done myself. Uh, we have, you know, 10 days total, nine days of, as of this recording and probably like, you know, five by the time you all hear this to complete it. So make sure you do for your massive amount of 80 Pokeballs. But more uh, importantly, progress on that medal. Very, very true. Up one. Absolutely. I haven't missed one yet. I'm not going to start have, now. I have missed several. How could you? What do you mean? How could I? I missed like the second one that we did. Yeah. How could you? I wasn't interested. Kyle. How many Kyle. have you done? There you go. You can be upset at me. Let's let's go. How, how many it's, have you done? My number what is, is 13. Total? It's 13. What? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I, I have more than 13, so it's not Collection 13. challenges? Yes. Completed collection challenges on the medal. Yes. No. How many do you have? Oh, it's 18. It's okay. a closed three. <laughs> I was about to blow Chris's mind. 18. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got all 18 that I think are, are have been released. So, boy, there were a lot in February. Oh, that's because it was Canto, the Canto celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I have 15. Oh, okay. Do they show you which ones you've missed? I doubt it. No, I don't. I missed the Gen 4 collection challenge. Okay. And then I don't know what one after that that I missed. But. You know, I couldn't tell you. I'm just disappointed over here from a distance. That's okay. <laughs> okay. But we have to talk about the real important is that shiny Meltan is, is out again. Oh, uh, well, you and I have different levels of important, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Chris is important is seeing the number on his metal go up. Okay. Well, that's true, but I'm actually pretty jazzed about the number of Darumaka I've been seeing. Yes, that's fair. You got to get hit, but you haven't seen a pink one yet. Have you have not seen a pink one yet? Okay. Do you know if Big Darmaka, Darmanitan, Shiny is any good or is no, it just like not. Guy? it's oh. it's it's Gengar level. It's like dark red. Oh, bummer. Like, like it's noticeable, but it's just dark red. Yeah. Bummer. That's a shame. But the only reason Shiny Meltan matters to me is that I finally got a mystery mystery box because everyone was yelling at me like two weeks ago about it. Yeah. So I just connected to home as much as I didn't want to. So that I could do that. And I did my Meltan box today and I got a shiny on the second encounter. So look at you. Now that I now that I do it, I'll probably do it more religiously to try and get a good one for PvP. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I'll get another shiny Meltan before the event's over. You never know. You might. You've got a good start. So, hey, there you go. All right. Well, that's it for the news section. I think it kind of goes without saying that you should probably participate in this event. There's really nothing bad going on. Just make sure that you bury those starters. Though we still have a hard time catching them and you might burn yourself out of pokeballs, which in preparation for go fest is not a good place to be. It's you, you just stocking. rude. Okay. <laughs> it's just rude. You want to be stocking up right now. So use those golden raspberries and, and use your great balls or something. But don't don't touch those ultra balls. You want them later. You want uh, them later. But uh, let's pass it on over to Kyle for gear up. So this week on gear up, we're going to be talking about even more raids 
I know last week I talked about GoFest prep and all of the raids that you want to look out for, but we still have, you know, two weeks until that happens. And that's two different raid bosses. And they're both psychic types, so I figure why not cover them both at the same time? Seems seems pretty straightforward. And the thing that spurred this was the megas that are around right now, because Chris and I are both dummies, as well as everyone who was with us for Tepic Community Day at realizing what megas were in raids, and we're like, huh, what should we mega evolve today? Well, Houndoom was in mega raids, so that is fire and dark, so it would have done the job for both, but Charizard. Not, <laughs> everyone, everyone else did Charizard. I don't Chris and I didn't mega evolve uh, anything. But, nope. But so Houndoom is in raids right now. And Gengar is in raids next week. So Dark Ghost is perfect. First up is already in raids right now. Uh Defense Deoxys. It's one very tanky boy, as I'm sure everyone already knows from having done them. It's not easy to short man. Very high defense and the way that raid scales, it just makes it a difficult Pokemon to fight, especially remotely. I've seen online a lot of people have been just leaving raids because they think that there's not enough people or people aren't going to be good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And they're not they're not necessarily wrong. You really need people with like level 35 counters to at least be aware when doing defense the axis. But we'll talk about the counters later. That's not important because that that being said really quick, those of you that keep posting screenshots from the raids and shaming people for bringing in Metagross and stuff that's recommended, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. They don't know any better or they might know better, but it's not really that important to them. <laughs> but, you know, hey, on the other side, don't bring Metagross into the raid. Yeah, I mean, don't so do it. Don't, but, don't do that either. But yeah, the only thing that you can bully somebody for is Agron. There's a couple more. There's <laughs> like a couple what? more you can bully people for. Chansey like what? Ch- oh, Blissey. yeah. If anyone brings a, brings a Blissey, you have my blessing to bully them relentlessly. <laughs> Kyle said it was okay. You stink. <laughs> but we're not talking about individual Pokemon right now. Those counters will will wait because next week is Mewtwo. Everybody... Everybody knows all about Mewtwo. And people are going to want to get in a lot of raids before GoFest. So if they want to, you can ignore Mewtwo in favor of other Pokemon that haven't been in raids all week, obviously. So talking about counters, everything that I say here applies to Defense Deoxys as well as Mewtwo. Pretty much note for note, Defense Deoxys is just tankier. Whereas Mewtwo can be three-manned with good counters. First up, best counters to use. Mega Gengar, Mega Houndoom. It's, there you go. Look at that. They're, they're number one and two. Who, who would have guessed? <laughs> Next up, Shadow Mewtwo with Shadow Ball. Number three counter. This is hard. It's hard to, to argue Shadow Mewtwo. I hope you, I hope you pure, uh, not purified them. Don't do that. I hope you TM'd your frustration away on all of them. Use an elite TM. I know I did on one of mine, although it was for Psy Strike, not Shadow Ball. I have considered doing it. Unlike a second yet. slot. I know. I might actually use some of my rare candy as I'm freeing up space for GoFest yeah. to do that for my Shadow Mewtwo just because mm-hmm. it's, it's worth it. But the Stardust cost too, though. 
Yeah, that's okay. I got like almost three million after Tepic Day. So nice. And I haven't really spent it on anything. It's about time. But more specific type counters. Ghost type up first. Darkrai. Wait, he's not ghost. That doesn't matter, though. He has Shadow Ball and he's dark. So it falls in the ghost category, in my opinion. Giratino. Just super tanky. It goes without saying, I hope everyone except for Darkrai on this list is a double ghost move that I'm not going to bother listing because it's very obvious <laughs> choices. I also totally lied in that sentence, and it's going to make sense in two seconds. Next is Chandelure with ghost moves. Then there's regular mood two with Shadow Ball. There you go. This is this where I lied. It's oh, not okay. a double ghost Whew. move. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly is regular Gengar. I think it goes without saying, if you're using regular Gengar against Mewtwo, you really need to dodge, or you are just going to die, probably after your first Shadow Ball. Yep. So if you don't like dodging and you have Giratinos, just use those. It's much better. Friendly reminder that while you're casting your charge move, you can't dodge. So be be strategic about your charge move usage. Friendly reminder, too, you can't do it while you're doing your fast move either. <laughs> so true, faster, fast true. moves are better. Yeah. That's why Lick Gengar is, is also so valuable because it's such a quick, fast move. And then there's Dark Type. Best Dark Type to use is going to be Evitel. If you've, if you've saved up all of those Evitel from the raids a few months ago, those bacon boys. <laughs> bacon burbs. And then there's Weavile, there's your glass cannon option for dark. Really need to dodge again with that one. And then Hydreigon and Tyranitar. Good old reliable. <laughs> it's it's worth noting that like Tyranitar, who kind of gets memed on a little bit because he's literally everywhere, but he's also not the best option. You still can three mana Mewtwo with pure teams of tyranitars like bike crunch tyranitar is is strong yeah but like he's he's not on the top of the list anymore and also he's not really respected very much for his dark moveset i feel yeah at least as much but like i feel like most people have like you know a shadow mewtwo built up if they got a good evil tall they probably did one of those as well they've got maybe a chandelure or a dark rad probably say and then three tyranitar because they've been playing since 2017 or whatever yeah you know and so like they're just like good fillers along with these all-stars yeah it it becomes a little bit more problematic against defense deoxys because the timing is a little bit more tight if you're doing it purely from a remote raid standpoint right and you only have your six people six people with Level 30 Tyranitars will have a tough time against Defense Deoxys. But even a little bit, even like a Mega Houndoom will turn the tides of that battle. Mm-hmm. And lastly, just a note, this is in particular for Mewtwo, movesets of the raid boss are very important. And a lot of people don't really consider it. If the Mewtwo has double psychic, don't bring the ghost types. Except for Giratino, because he's really tanky. Because they're just going to fall over, right. especially Gengar. Don't, don't, don't bring Gengar into a double psychic Mewtwo. You're going to have a real bad time. So if Mewtwo has double psychic, dark is king. But for all the rest of the sets where it's like 
confusion thunderbolt ghost types will have the highest dps and tdo and all of that jazz and you'll win in the fastest time with them so pray for no confusion psychic moveset it's gonna happen i know i'm gonna bring gengar anyways and he's gonna die and Psy strike Psy strike mewtwo in particular when that was in raids was very difficult <laughs> yeah yeah i've gotten pretty good at dodging with gengar in particular because i want him to live longer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it hurts me every time i see one charge move coming my way and i'm like no <laughs> especially if it's right as i tapped shadow ball it's like oh i'm dead how many um like high level or even maxed out gengars do you have i have three maxed out gengars wow okay. and i also have two at like level 35 four of them are 100 percent okay if i if i need a gengar i know a guy and, and no, none of those guy. are traded those are all just just caught from yeah. the wild yep. ghastlies yes it should also be noted that kyle is largely nocturnal and so <laughs> when he plays casually or otherwise ghastlies have a higher spawn rate yeah <laughs> ghastly for life yeah man you're you're not the tattoo kind but you need a ghastly tattoo somewhere. It is definitely the one that has been in consideration if I were to ever get a tattoo. Yeah. All right. And that that's it. That That's that's your raids for the psychic variety. I, I'd like it to be noted. There's going to be about 20 more psychic raid bosses in the next week. All of this applies for them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. There is a lot. There's a, a disproportionate amount of psychic legend why i don't know like chrysalia all the deoxys not just the defense one but all of them obviously the lake spirits lake spirits there's more lugia yeah lugia lugia is psychic and there's more we're just missing them i know there's more but anyway thank you kyle appreciate it and that brings us to the Poco lore. Yes, I know you missed this section last week, as did I. So let's serve up an extra long one this week, why don't we? <laughs> and in <laughs> and in celebration of the fifth anniversary celebration, we're going to discuss the mascot of the Pokemon franchise and its family line. So we're going to be talking about Pichu, the tiny mouse Pokemon, and Pikachu and Raichu, the mouse Pokemon. Today I learned, not the electric mouse Pokemon. <laughs> Even though people refer to it as such, I'm pretty sure I could swear I've heard Pikachu referred to as the electric mouse Pokemon, or maybe it's just called an electric mouse. I don't I don't know. I feel like I have a distinct memory in my brain of the original Pokedex saying Pikachu, the electric mouse Pokemon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Maybe this is like a Baron Stain, Baron Steen Bear sorts of thing. It's the Mandela effect. Yeah, it's something like that. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Uh, But let's start off with Pichu. Pichu is a small ground-delling rodent Pokemon with pale yellow fur. Its ear tips, collar, and tail are black and angular. Pichu's pink cheek pouches can store small amounts of electricity, and its tiny nose looks like a dot. Pichu is classified as a quadruped, but it can easily walk on its hind legs. Pichu is a social Pokemon known for its playful and mischievous demeanor. It is usually found in groups and often touch tails with other Pichu as a show of courage, creating a shower of sparks that can make them cry. (laughs) It is inept at storing electricity and may discharge if amused, startled, or subjected to shock. However, it cannot discharge without being shocked itself. Charging up is more easily done on days of dryness or with thunderclouds. 
The crackling of static electricity generated by Pichu is audible. It can zap an adult human, but will surprise itself if it does. Pichu primarily lives in the forest, though it has been also depicted to thrive in urban areas. I think that's the help of the anime. One of the Pikachu shorts, I think, before the second movie, they talk to like a pair of Pichu. And one of them, funnily enough, sports the spiked ear, which mm-hmm. was seen in Heart Gold and Soul Silver as well in that particular anime um, or movie representation. I think it's only female Pokemon that can or female Pichu that can be with a spiky ear. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, moving on to Pikachu here. Pikachu is a short, chubby rodent Pokemon. It is covered in yellow fur with two horizontal brown stripes on its back. It has a small mouth, long pointed ears with black tips and brown eyes. Each cheek is a red circle that contains a pouch for electricity storage. It has short forearms with five fingers in each paw and its feet each have three toes. At the base of its lightning bolt-shaped tail is a patch of brown fur. A female will have a V-shaped notch at the end of its tail. It looks like the top half of a heart. It is classified as a quadruped, but has been known to stand and walk on its hind legs. Like all the time. (laughs) Also, quick note. Yes, I know that Kyle and I messed up by saying that Clone Pikachu wasn't in the game in Pokemon Go. (laughs) It is. Stop sending me emails. (laughs) I heard all of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we were wrong. (laughs) The anime has shown that while Pikachu live in groups in forested areas, Pikachu communicate amongst themselves using squeaks and tail shaking as friendly gestures. In the anime, Alolan Pikachu are known to greet each other by sniffing one another and rubbing their tails together. Electricity can be used to receive and send messages with each other, as well as other electric Pokemon species. It raises its tail to check its surroundings and is occasionally struck by lightning in this position. When groups grow, they can inadvertently cause lightning storms. Pikachu forage for berries, which it roasts with electricity, to make them tender enough to eat. A sure sign that Pikachu inhabits a location is patches of burnt grass. It has been observed eating and sometimes destroying telephone poles, wires, and other electronic equipment. By occasion, it can get unintentionally swallowed by Cramorant. While startled, it looks for ways to escape from the ladder. Pikachu charges itself while sleeping overnight. Though stress and a lack of sleep can affect this, it is able to release electric charges of varying intensity. Pikachu has been known to build up energy in its glands, which it will need to discharge to avoid complications. It is also able to release energy through its tail, which acts as a grounding rod, as well as recharging fellow Pikachu with electric shocks. Pikachu can also electrify itself to use its electric move, Volt Tackle. And here the anime had me thinking that Iron Tail was Pikachu's signature move. I know, right? Seriously, they use it for everything. <laughs> Last up is Raichu. Raichu is a bipedal rodent-like Pokemon. Raichu is covered in dark orange fur with a white belly. Its bifurcated ears are brown on the outside and yellow on the insides and end in a distinctive curl. There is a circular yellow marking on each cheek where its electric sacs are, and it has a triangular dark brown nose. Its arms and feet have patches of brown fur at the end, and the soles of its long feet are tan with a circular orange pad on the center. On its back are two horizontal brown stripes. Its long, thin tail has a lightning bolt-shaped end. This lightning bolt is chipped on females. I didn't know that. Raichu exudes a weak electrical charge from all of its body and glows slightly in the dark. Very cool. Raichu's tail is used to gather electricity from the atmosphere, or it can be planted in the ground to search for electricity. It also protects Raichu from its own high-voltage power. 
Raichu can store over 100,000 volts of electricity. If Raichu's sacks are fully charged, its ears will stand straight up and its muscles become stimulated. However, it will become aggressive if it has stored too much electricity and stress. Just like everybody else I know. To keep from reaching this state, it discharges electricity through its tail into the ground. This leads to scorched patches near its nest. Being the result of evolution via evolution stone, Raichu is rarely found in the wild, though they can be found in forests and woodlands. The main reason Raichu is rarely seen in the wild is because people prefer to look at it as a Pikachu. What? That's absurd. Yeah, it's kind of rude. But, like, they've ruined the reasonable logical reason. They're less likely to find a thunderstone. Yeah, that like, I think that's true. I, I just, think that's true. It's so silly. Maybe, maybe people have just convinced themselves they like Pikachu more because thunderstones are so darn expensive. Uh, yeah. Silly. Yep. Like its pre-evolved forms, Raichu is able to learn Volt Tackle as a signature move. And lastly, in Alola, this is the best part, Raichu has lighter coloring and more rounded features. Its eyes are blue with yellow half circles along the bottom. It has large yellow ears with an inner spiral towards the base and brown on the inside. These ears are thicker and less pointed than a standard Raichu's ear. In addition to its white belly, Alolan Raichu has white markings on its paws with bright yellow lines between its digits. The stripes on its back have also turned white, and there is a small white circular marking on each heel. The lightning bolt-shaped tip of its tail has rounded edges. By collecting its psychic power in its tail, it is able to ride it like a surfboard and float in the air. While its cheek sacs are still used to store electricity, rubbing them releases a sweet aroma while also getting a light shock. This is also thought to be connected to its psychic abilities. Alolan Raichu is probably one of my favorite regional variants of all time. It's it's number two for me. It's really good, though. Is Alolan Executor the first one? No, I don't even think Alolan Executor is in the top five. We, we have a separate place for this conversation. We'll have it later. I, I got to know this list. OK, um, my number one is Alolan Marowak. For those wondering, I think it's. Oh, just, that's fair. It's just so good. That's fair. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, stats. We're going to talk about only Alolan Raichu because that's the one that you're going to see most often in PvP. That mm-hmm. is to say, though, regular Raichu has had its place. Brick Break is pretty sick. Stats for Alolan Raichu are max CP at level 40, 22, 86, at level 50, 25, 85, 155 stamina, 154 defense, and a surprising 201 attack. Wowee. Best move set, Volt Switch for your quick move. And then for the charge moves, you either want Thunder Punch and Grass Knot or Thunder Punch and Psychic. Thunder Punch because it charges up really fast. Psychic for the stab or Grass Knot for the what? He's got a grass move sort of effect. <laughs> Which will get somebody once and it's always worth it. But it's usually it's it's more for ground type coverage, to be super honest with you. All right. That's that's it for the Pikachu line. Did you learn anything new, Kyle? Is this all review for you? I learned that people think Raichus don't show up in the wild because Pikachu is cuter. Apparently, <laughs> no people keep their their Pikachu as Pikachu because they prefer how Pikachu looks, despite Raichu being stronger. But why would that affect the number of Raichu in the wild? Well, because evolution stones are hard to find. But like, why is that the line in the Poke lore? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. It says main reason Raichu is rarely seen in the wild is because maybe because they expect a, an amount of turnover in the Pokemon world. You're telling me people abandoning Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense here. 
That's a sad truth. But think about the even sadder one. How many Pokemon get left in a Pokeball in storage for all eternity? Yeah, I don't know. Will they suffer from rampancy like Cortana does? Probably. Maybe. That could Maybe. be a, a dark ROM hack of a Pokemon game right there. I choose to believe that Pokemon that are stuck in their Pokeballs for all eternity just turn into Digimon. <laughs> and get to enjoy the World Wide Web. That's my fan fictional truth I'm choosing to believe for myself. <laughs> anyway, that's it for Pokalore. Let's talk Pokepole. So last week's Pokepole was, what is the biggest goal you currently have for yourself in Pokemon Go? First response is from Barry Cherry. They said, I have a couple that are pretty big. As soon as it's safe to do so, I want to travel more and collect all the regionals I'm missing. And I want to hit level 50 this year. It's not going to happen, but no one said it had to be an achievable goal. That's the spirit. I I, I like that attitude. <laughs> the next response is from Venusy. They said, yeah, unrealistic goal is dex completion to the extent that's possible. Though even once it's safe, I'm unlikely to travel outside of Europe for a while. So limited to Klefki, whatever in-person events come to the UK or Germany, and any trades that I could get. Beyond that, continue towards level 50. My goal was 44 for this year. I've hit that. So we'll see about 45. Best buddy, at least one of every mega capable species and eventually get one to level 50. Reach 35 platinum medals before level 49. So I'm not scrambling when I get there. Currently 26. I should probably check. How many do I have? Yes, I had to count them. They don't they don't count them for you. I, I know that, but now I have to know. Uh, also, don't forget to count the types. They count. This is going to be a problem for me when I eventually get there. <laughs> no, I mean, by the time I get there, it'll be fine. I have four. I have 16. Oh, I'm at 27. Wait, which types are you missing? Uh, half of them. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like 10 short of rock ghost and dark and electric but dragon fairy steel ice and fighting i'm all like 700 away oh man yeah but we're all just one kecleon away from a hoenn platinum medal i know <laughs> i'm two away from platinum for johto still i don't have heracross you don't have heracross Who's the other Johto? Corsola. I don't have Corsola either. Oh, dude. Regionals are such a hang up, man. Yeah. I, I could probably get a Heracross somewhere from somebody. No problem. But the Corsola. You should really focus on the tougher. type badges because those are the easiest ones. Yeah, but whatever. By level 49 is so far away for me that I will have more than caught enough Pokemon to fill those out by then. Probably. Probably the case. Just just on community days alone, probably. But for the next response from DeFi, she said, I have a couple, a complete lucky decks, having every possible tradable Pokemon in the Pokedex as lucky. Oh, my God. Chris talking about trading Pokemon? <laughs> no. You sure? No. You, you want a living dex? Why not just add not a living a, lucky dex? To I it? don't want I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't even like trading when it's like good for me to do it. <laughs> you know? 
like we were talking about this on Gibble Day, and they're like, it's guaranteed at a certain distance or whatever to trade, right? For yeah. for the for the Gibble. And I was like, still not interested. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Another goal though. Reaching level 49 by the end of 2021. I think you can do it, DeFi. I definitely D- think you can do DeFi it. DeFi can do it. Absolutely. Next one's from Nolte. They said, I have set myself a crazy goal of reaching level 50 by the end of GoFest. In the next two weeks, I need 14,652,182 experience and 582 excellent throws. Wow. As I'm typing this, it sounds very crazy. I will be relying heavily on day two GoFest and raiding with everyone for 24 hours with Lucky Eggs running the whole time. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. for excellent throw farming. That'll be great. That, that's it. I, I think you can do that experience goal with with dedication. That's doable. It's insane, but doable. So the next response is from Tuba Boy, and they said, I have one Shundo. However, it was obtained via Lucky Trade. I would love to catch a Shundo on my own. It's a worthy goal. It's a great goal. I still don't have one. You got one, Chris? A Shundo? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, it's, it's an uh, Espeon. All right. Yeah. Not bad. That's not I've bad. had it for a while. I've had it for like two plus years. You probably got it from Evie Day then, huh? I believe that's the case. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not me. And a second goal for Tuba Boy: attend a live in-person GoFest or Safari Zone. It's a worthy goal. I, yeah, I, I support that. Live events have made all the difference in my Pogo experience. And the last one is in the form of an email from August, and they said, "Hi, Crick and Sile." The very <laughs> Very painful way of spelling. I love it. <laughs> August here. My answer for the poke poll is to get to level 40. I'm currently on the early part of 31, and then it's probably find a community in my area. Those don't have to be exclusive. You can you can do those two at the same time. Absolutely. Makes, makes the experience much better. Your local community uh, will probably help you out quite a bit getting to 40, calling out raids and stuff like that. Yeah, having a community to play with makes this into the game that it's supposed to be. I think. That is not to say that if you're a solo player with no community that you can't have a great time. I just think this game is designed around having people to play with regularly. Yes, uh, agreed. The mm-hmm. Playing for large extended periods of solo play for me is just like, it's not the same. I, I'm the opposite. I love playing alone. <laughs> I no. I yeah, just... it's it's zen for me. Uh, when, like during Badoof, and I was just going out there farming excellent throws because I'm not bad at this game like my co-host. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> that was zen. You know, it was I, it was therapy. I can't do it. I can't do it. After okay. about an hour by myself, I'm just like I don't want to be here by myself anymore. Got to play some podcasts. You got to just zone out, man. I don't. It. It's not a. It's not enough stimulus for me at the same time i suppose oh okay i don't know sure that's a that's my own issue to deal with and i deal with it by minimizing the time i play by myself (laughs) by quitting (laughs) not yet 
Yeah, no, four hours of of a true crime podcasts and Pokemon Go on a Saturday and a long walk is perfect. So this week's Pokepole question is, which Pokemon do you think needs a regional variant and how would you change it? All right, Chris, you got an answer ready for this one? No, not really. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say, but I also want to hear your list of favorite regionals first. Favorite regional variant list? Yeah, yeah. You said you had like okay. t- maybe top five or something like that. Okay. Well, number one is Alolan Marowak. Yeah. Number two is Alolan Sandshrew. Sand Slash, I suppose. Number three is Alolan Raichu. And then four, five, and six are probably... No, four and five are Articuno and Zapdos. I just... They're so good. And then probably six is... Galarian Stunfisk. I keep forgetting how good the the legendary bird Galarian forms are. They're so good. It's almost like that's what Zapdos was supposed to be as an original design. Oh, oh yeah. No, like, it, it's it's incredible. They look really good. Yeah. Yeah. And like Galarian Stunfisk, that's what the Pokemon should have been. Like the the bear trap Pokemon is so much better than like the flatfish Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have an answer for the Pokeball because Chris said he didn't. And mine is is a little bit generic. Any region's generic bird Pokemon, except for Talonflame. I think Swellow, Pidgeot, um, (gasps) Staraptor are all prime targets for regional variants. Because... Look at just how good Talonflame is. And just like normal flying is not good. You could do anything. You could do literally anything to any of them. And I could picture something that would work. Well, pick one. I make an ice type, make one of them an ice type, make Pidgeot an ice type Pokemon. It would just it's like Galarian or something like that. Yeah. It's a region where, you know, making it up, whatever region Gen 9 is for discussion's sake sure and it's very reminiscent of something like articuno but you know eagle size instead of giant smaller less stats more accessible (laughs) so yeah that's that's my answer okay uh my answer is i was trying to think of what what could work in alola or galar and i think i would love to see a galarian version of golet and golurk where instead of like looking pottery esque, they were like a suit of armor and i want them to to look in such a way that they would like match like the Aegislash slash family line like they would look super similar like you can kind of see them at one point in time being one of the same like the golurk would have used it but then they've both been possessed on their own mm-hmm. their own sort of paths right in evolution and i think that would just look really really cool so instead of ground ghost it would share a typing with Aegislash slash as well it'd be steel ghost which would be very cool i think that just the aesthetic of like the knight and armor thing is neat i i agree and i think i think golurk in particular would do well with the variant it's a great concept but like the original execution is is a little bit shaky for sure i know i think it would remind me of is like um one of those big heartless from kingdom hearts okay so you went that way i went Full Metal Alchemist and thought of Ed. Alphonse. Alphonse. I'm sorry, not Ed. Yeah. How dare uh, you? <laughs> I, I look, I haven't watched it in like 10 years. 
yeah so that that's that's sort of what i picture in that instance no very very cool um but i'm I'm really eager to hear what everybody else has to say for this question as well so dear listener if you have a great answer to this week's pokeball question which is which pokemon do you think needs a regional variant and how would you change it you can answer the question we posted on twitter or if you're a patron of ours, we have an entire chat channel dedicated to it. So when we post it there, you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you could send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get to, you know, the, the last section of the show, which I'll, I'll leave because it's always a surprise, right? I always forget. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> before we get to that point, we'll pass on over to Fish and DeFiE for this week's pvp corner segment and they're going to be talking about the results of the bet that they made and continentals wild card and postseason among other things over to you hi i'm fish and Ahita. and i'm defy 250 and this is pvp corner the only pvp segment that has a blind spot for master league defy what's going on in pvp right now Wellfish, we have a bet to settle. So the final rankings have come out for the Silph Arena. The ranked season is over. And I finished up at 1,055, just missing the mark a little bit of where I wanted to end. But you, Fish, you ended at 758, actually seventh in the entire continent of Australia. So you finished better than I did, which means that I won the bet. Yeah, yeah. Kind of happy, kind of sad as well. <laughs> um, I, I was actually uh, really impressed that um, 758 was only enough to get me to 7th in Australia. It means that uh, people in my country have been really improving in skill. Because, yeah, that's, you know, six, six whole people are above 758. But, yeah, I guess I have to make good on this Bet. Um, I have to write some kind of PvP corner jingle, which uh, it'll probably take me a few weeks to deliver on that, but I will deliver. I am looking forward to it. Next up, we can talk a little bit about Continentals. The poll has closed out and Nightfall Cup is going to be the meta for wild cards. The invitations are out and the tournament will have happened probably by the time you hear this. Um, they're going to happen this weekend. Um, there's a different wild card tournament for different regions of the world and they're all kind of happening one after the other this weekend. Since it was a lottery-style system, not everybody who wanted to participate is able to. So, Fish, did you get an invitation? Nah, I didn't. Did you? Nah, I didn't nah. either. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that is okay. We are going to be very excited to report who the winners were and talk a little bit more about the Continentals, and we'll find out who our new world champion is going to be. Okay, so that leads us on to GBL and DeFi. The Element Cup is still going. How have you been finding it? I'm still having fun with it. I'm been resisting building a ducklet. The ducklet that I have, Fish, is a Nundo ducklet. It is a 000 IV, and I've been questioning if that's the ducklet I want to use. Yes, a thousand times yes. <laughs> So I might power that up, but otherwise I've been using Slowpoke, I've been using Slugma, I've been using Whimsicott, I've been using Vulpix, lots of just low investment Pokemon that just been having fun. The battles go quick. I still think it's a really good time. How about you? I know that you were doing a little bit of Master League recently. 
I did, yeah. I was on stream with my friend, not Rob May, and he is someone who's had a lot more experience with Master League. He was able to walk me through which Pokemon I could build that don't actually have to be Hundos to still get the job done. And so I did. I built a team of Togekiss, Excadrill, and Garchomp. And I actually got some wins with the team, and I am proud to say that I am enjoying playing Master League now. I love to hear it. You're going to have to teach me how to play Master League because I definitely need to make some teams. Oh, no, I'm not at that stage yet. <laughs> uh, oh, there will be no teaching of Master League. I'm just, I'm just a participant at this stage. So that brings us into our deep dive for this week, which is going to be the Remix Cup. The Remix Cup is going to last for two weeks, July 12th and the 26th. And if you don't like anything that we're about to say in this deep dive, you still can do Open Great League as well. That is still an option during those two weeks. But here we're going to focus on the Great League Remix. There were 20 banned Pokemon, and they were based off of people who were ace rank and higher. So these are kind of your daily players who do go Battle League a lot, and they based off of those most used Pokemon. Fish, tell me about it. You want me to run through the list? I want you to run through the list. All right. You can do this. Let me bring it up. Um, Okay, ready? It is. Venusaur, Alolan, Ninetales, Alolan, Marowak, Meganium, Azumarill, Politoed, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, Pelipper, Vigoroth, Medicham, Altaria, Defense Form, Deoxys, Bastiodon, Toxicroak, Scrafty, Galvantula, Galarian, Stunfisk, and Talonflame. Beautiful. <laughs> now repeat that back. We, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, we will be mentioning several of these bands again as we come up if you didn't catch all of that. Some hot takes that I have looking at the PV Poke rankings for the Remix Cup. Is Bulk best? That is my question. When you look at the top of the PV Poke meta, there are a lot of really strong XL Pokemon, and there are a lot of really strong, just bulky picks, like your Registeels, your Mandibuzzes are at the top, as well as some really powerful XL Pokemon, like Diggersby is actually number one, as well as XL Sableye. We also have Pachirisu XL running Volt Switch, Thunder Punch, and Thunderbolt, this quick little i think it's just an electric squirrel pokemon is a regional it's only available way up north but it was available at a go fest so if you're at go fest 2019 you might have one if you max it out it's a really good pick there's also just some pokemon that are thick with infinite c's not one c not two c not three c just infinite c's we have lickitung xl up at number four of the rankings super bulky and also can put out a ton of damage with Lick and Body Slam. We also have XL Chansey, which is just a beast. It is a a wall. As well as Wobbuffet. The Wobbuffet has to be purified because it needs return. Otherwise, it doesn't really have a charge move. Its only charge move is Mirror Coat. But Wobbuffet has the benefit of having really good fast moves. You can run both counter charm fish did you have any thoughts about the thick pokemon the xl pokemon up there no i'm just trying to imagine the word thick with infinite seas <laughs> all right so the biggest winners obviously with all those pokemon taken out of the equation there's a big shake-up in the rankings on pv poke the biggest winners of that shake-up were pokemon like nidoqueen which went up 64 spots to number seven on the rankings Alolan Sandslash went up 96 spots 
to 39. Sunny Cast Form went up 122 spots to 42. Excadrill, very popular in Master League, now probably can be used in Great League. 114 spots up to 43 on the rankings. And the Kanto Ninetales, both regular and shadow version, regular went up 167 spots to 45 in the rankings, and shadow version went up 137 spots to 51. So those Pokemon really improve here. If you've ever wanted to use one, now's the chance to do it. So Fish, what if some of my favorite Pokemon were banned in this meta? What are some things that we can use in replacement of the Pokemon that were banned? So some some of the roles that you can fill in your team. So if you've been running Swampert as your Mud Boy, there are some obvious replacements for that, such as, you know, the big one, Whiskash. Very easy replacement. Uh, there's also Quagsire, which has a lot of play. And if you want to go real spicy, you could go Marshtomp or Gastrodon. Gastrodon's a little underrated, I find. If you like running Charmers in the Great League, you're in luck. None of them were banned. You can still use every single Charmer that you want. Um, we mentioned before Wobbuffet can use Charm, Shadow Granbull. You also have Shadow Gardevoir up there, Wigglytuff, Clefable. Lots of really good choices for Charm users. Obviously, the biggest flyers have been banned, so that is Skarmory, Altaria, and Talonflame. If you want to replace that with another flyer, then your big one's going to be Mandibuzz. It's number three, I believe, on the PV Poke rankings. Let me double check. Yes, number three. And it has just a lot of neutral matchups against a lot of things. It can even take on Registeel. Registeel does usually have the upper hand, but yeah, it definitely has play against it. And some other options you can look at are Shadow Zapdos, Tropius, Golbat and Mantine. The big bad dark types that were banned, Umbreon and Scrafty. But there are other dark types that you can use. Umbreon's banned? Don't worry about it. We've got Umbreon with wings. We've got Mandibuzz that you can use. You can easily swap in Mandibuzz for Umbreon in a lot of team compositions, and it'll work very similarly. It is even thicker than Umbreon is. You've also got Zwilus as an option, can put a lot of um, fast move pressure on with Dragon Breath. Sableye is a really standard pick and a great safe swap. And if you really like Scrafty, Obstagoon, it makes a really, really good replacement for it and is a really fun Pokemon to play with. And you can run it with Gunk Shot. You can throw the trash can. <laughs> the trash can. Grasses. If you were running Meganium or Venusaur as a grass Pokemon, you can replace that with a Bomber Snow, Tropius, or Chestnut. I think Chestnut is not quite as well used as I think it should be because. That typing of grass and fighting actually weirdly gives it uh, some really good play. Like uh, it's got, it can hit a lot of different things for super effective damage and resist a lot of things that uh, you wouldn't expect it to. There were a lot of fighters that got the banhammer this time. Vigoroth, Metacham, Toxicroak, Defense Deoxys, and Scrafty are all off the table. 
but there are still a lot of great fighters left if you're looking for a counter user. Machamp, the OG, the original counter user, is still available and a great pick. You also have Lucario, Primeape, Hitmontop, and Surfetch. Surfetch has a really fun charge move pool to pull from. It has things like Leaf Blade and Brave Bird. Lots of really good moves that you can use. And finally, you've got the kind of steel tanks, the ones that can just take every hit. You just never need to use a shield. It'll completely wall a flyer. And normally people run Bastiodon and Galarian Stunfisk as their tanks. If you want to use a tank in your team, the obvious one is Registeel, number two in the rankings. And weirdly, I think that one's underrated too. Like ever since Focus Blast got nerfed and I think Flash Cannon took five more energy to get to, everyone's like, well, now I'm done with this now. I'm going to use my Galarian Stunfisk instead. But no, Red is still, still very, very good. And the other one is Steelix. Steelix has been begging to be brought out into the battlefield again. It's been sitting on the sidelines, on the bench, yelling, Coach, Coach, I'm ready. I've, I've worked on my game. I'm, I can go back in. Give me a shot, Coach. And so this is your chance. Use that Steelix. You give it that shot. You bring it back out into the spotlight. Fish commands you. <laughs> and with Dragon Tail, it definitely deserves a bit of spotlight. A really great move update for it. So taking a look at those Pokemon fish, I know you've dived into PV Poke a little bit. What are some lines of three, some cores that you can use for this meta? So I do want to preface this by saying this was just something I just played around with. I haven't really looked too deep into it. So consult your doctor before making any of these decisions yourself. But uh, some potential cores you could look at are Registeel, Cresselia, and Shadow Raikou. How's that for out of left field? Registeel and Cresselia are two very bulky Pokemon, so really not as much need to use shields on that, which allows you to leave your shields for the Shadow Raikou, which can hit so, so hard with Wild Charge and Shadow Ball. Another core you can use, you can use Registeel, Jellicent, and Whizcash. Whizcash is really well in this meta. This is an ABB line, so you're going to need to use Registeel to clear out any grass types. And once grass is cleared out, the other water type can kind of steamroll the rest of the team. And even if you get locked in Jellicent or Whizcash versus a grass type, both of those Pokemon have access to ice type charge moves. So you can still hit back against a grass. You can mow that lawn if you really need to. One that I looked at, which I think is really interesting, is Nidoqueen, Shadow Machamp, and Mandibuzz. So that one's got a really nice mix of bulk versus firepower. And if you play your switches right, you can allow your Nidoqueen with its defense dropping Poison Fang to set up a Pokemon to be even harder hit by the Shadow Machamp that comes in after. And that wraps up our deep dive for the week. But we do have a couple more things to go over before we close out our segment. And the first are some shameless plugs. I'll go first. I am shoutcasting for Mazer Gaming. Mazer Gaming is an esports organization that also works with Pokemon Go players. Pokemon Go is an esport. And Mazer Gaming works with and sponsors some really awesome players like For the Battles and World Champion Speediest Chief. 
They are doing a tournament on Saturday, July 10th at noon Eastern over at twitch.tv slash HQ. And I'm going to be shoutcasting that tournament. Wholesome Pogo is hosting the tournament and Speediest Chief, the world champ himself, is going to be my co-caster. And I am really, really excited about it. It's a thousand dollar charity tournament and the winner is going to get their very own Mazer Gaming jersey. And they're doing ticket giveaways for GoFest. That's really cool. I think that's going to be so exciting and I'm really happy for you that you got that opportunity. Thanks. I'm really excited too. So for me, what I'm promoting is I have started a community. I have always been, since the start of competitive PvP, I've always been really passionate about helping people to get better at PvP and just growing the numbers of people who are doing PvP, especially competitively. So I've created this community called Pallet Town PvP, and there is a Discord server associated with it and also a Patreon account. We want to start growing this thing and really be able to make a difference in the PvP space, help everyone to get better. If you want to join in this space and learn some things, you know, contribute, then there is a link in the show notes. It's It says more fish on a heater. There's just a, a link to a, a link tree and the, all, all the links are there. There's the Discord, there's the Patreon. You can come and join us in the Discord for free. And then if you want to get a little more in-depth, then there is some very, very cheap Patreon options. Like the smallest tier is $2 per month. So really hope to see you there. One of the free benefit options are some really, really cute emotes. So I'm gonna I love I love when servers have good emotes that I can then use. With the shameless self plugs out of the way, we can end up with our last segment here, which is gonna be the voicemail section. Megablade sent in a voicemail um, and addressed both us as well as Chris and Kyle. So we are going to play that voicemail quick and then respond to our part of the question. Hello, this is Megablade and I'm calling in for another voicemail. I always know you talk about how none, nobody, nobody likes Master League, blah, 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 no Master League, no Master League, nobody likes Master League. You don't talk about Master League here. Well, I'm a big fan of Master League. I, I don't I don't like the other leagues that much other than using my Shadow Me to an Ultra League, only because I love bringing my all-outers, the only ones I raid with. So... A question for Fish on a Heater and DeFi is: Here's what I use for Master League. Is it can it should it be changed at all? I run my new two named Apocalypse with Psycho Cut and Psy Strike. I run Legend my Shundo Kyogre with Waterfall and Surf. And finally, I run a Dragonite. Dragon Breath and Draco Meteor and Dragon Claw. So just wonder if that could be changed at all. Also, what I what I'm wondering from both of you guys, Chris and Kyle, is my top three favorite Pokemon are Regigigas, Giratina, and Mewtwo. So not only am I wondering what your favorite Pokemon are, but like, what what your favorite Pokemon are that rarely get used, or like are very very bad in the game. 
Megablade, thank you so much for asking us a question and shouting us out. And you are completely correct. We need to stop dissing Master League. We need to have a more positive outlook. Everybody has parts of PvP that they love. And if you love Master League, that is amazing. Although, to be fair, I think it's more Chris and Carl that actually, like, diss on Master League. I think you and I are more just, you know, it's a thing. It's not our thing, but it's over there. And if you like it, that's great for you. I need to work on prepping up more uh, Master League Pokemon, so that is something I'm going to work on in the future. But you asked us a question about your Master League team, and I just want to point out, I love the names of your Pokemon. Apocalypse for your Mewtwo and a Shundo Kyogre. I'm so jealous, and I love its name, Legend. Yeah, and please get back to us on uh, what you've decided to name your Dragonite as well, because that, that was missing, and it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to haunt me. But we loved your team. It actually, we don't have a lot of suggestions for you. It's a great team in and of itself, the way it is. Yeah, so as is, there are a few Pokemon that can beat all three of those. And they are Lugia, Dialga, Giratina Altered Form, Shadow Magnezone, Latios, and Regular Magnezone. A quick and easy way, well, probably not quick and easy considering they're legendaries, but uh, an, an effective way to make that list even smaller is to double move your Mewtwo and your Kyogre. If you give Mewtwo Focus Blast and if you give Kyogre Blizzard, suddenly that list of Pokemon that beat all three narrows down to two, and that is Lugia and Latios. And even then, like, Dragonite and Kyogre both do have play against Lugia. And I know double moving Pokemon can be, uh, it can feel really expensive. It's a hundred candy for that second move, but you've got GoFest coming up and you can farm Mewtwo and Kyogre candy real easy on that second day of GoFest. And with that, that's the end of our segment. We're going to pass it right over to Chris and Kyle so they can answer their half of that voicemail. And remember, we always love hearing your feedback. If you have questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, just like Megablade did, you can always direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com or any of the other ways that Chris and Kyle mentioned to contact the show at the end of each episode each week. And with that, let's send it over to Chris and Kyle so they can answer their part of the question. Thank you, Fish and DeFi-E. Another wonderful PvP corner segment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to finish off that voicemail from Megablade, the question posed to the two of us was, what are your three favorite Pokemon that don't really get the spotlight all that often or just aren't used? Very close to that sort of thing. I, I kind of rewrote the question a little bit, Megablade. I hope that, that's, hope that that's all right. So, Kyle, this is to say, like, Gengar would not be allowed in this list because Gengar is popular and yes. strong right yes um so what is a pokemon your top three pokemon that you are a fan of that people generally just don't pay any mind to i've got some new pokemons for this list okay because they're the first ones that came to mind okay the fossils for gen 8 oh really i don't hate them i like the fossils for gen 8 huh i think a better man than I. I'm not a fan. I think both Dracovolt and Dracovish are neat. And like they're cool Pokemon and concepts. 
And I, I just wish they had taken this like to another extreme mm-hmm. for the idea. But I just I, I kind of like them. That, and hey, that's they they get a lot of garbage from a lot of people for being a you know a failed experiment type thing. I think they're cool. I think it, just from like collector standpoint, I don't like the fact that it's two halves of a whole and I don't have access to the complete whole. This is true, but also if you look at the two halves, it's they were never actually meant to be whole. Like I, I suppose so. They they were totally one hundred percent designed to look like that which is very weird like it's more like four halves yeah just like put together yeah but i agree with you it's a very interesting concept and i think they did it right i don't think there's a way that they could have done that concept better you know i think i think the way to potentially do it better is don't make big small the same joke for all four pokemon small head big body (laughs) big head small body they did it for all four of them that is fair enough dude yeah okay all right so does that count as slot number one or slots one through three at your top that that's all three for me because i'm i think that three of the four of them are good and then one of them is meh okay all right so i've got two generation one pokemon on my on my list and i have one that's not so I'm going, these are in no particular order just because I can't really think of a way to rank them, put them above the other. I've recently discovered how really fond I am of Charmeleon. People usually go Charmander or Charizard, but I, I've recently realized that I really love Charmeleon. I mean, Charizard is cool and Charmander is cute, but Charmeleon is like iconic in its own way because it was a big narrative point of the first anime i don't feel like charmeleon gets enough love or appreciation it's a cool pokemon uh second is raichu funnily enough this is actually not news to anybody (laughs) that i've actually had this conversation with previously but i really like raichu um back in one of the starbucks stores i used to work in we did a fun project where we were trying to pitch everybody as a pokemon we also did this when kyle and i worked together but at a previous store, people told me that I would be a Raichu uh, because <laughs> because I think I'm cooler than I am. <laughs> Wasn't the reasoning, but mostly because he's a big chubby mouse. And I think that just fit the, my facade a little bit better, especially at the time. And then lastly, I really have a, a soft spot for Gulpin. OK, um, but but because it turns into Swalot. I like Gulpin because its mouth gets ridiculously big and Swalot does as well. But with Gulpin, it's a surprise. But I love Swalot's mustache. So I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go with Gulpin on this. I think Swalot would be number four. I I can relate with you on that, but for very different reasons. Your first shiny you ever caught was a Gulpin. Yeah, so it holds it holds a special place in my heart, even though I don't care at all about it. <laughs> It'll <laughs> yeah. always be there. I'll be like, oh, Gulpin. When's like, it's oh, shiny wait. coming to go? Come on, I need yeah, one. Honestly. I need honestly. it really badly. Shiny Gulpin when? Kecleon when? Fossil Community when? Oh, God. <laughs> don't don't even get me started. But anyway, thank you for that question, Megablade. I appreciate you calling in and leaving a voicemail and leaving some questions for Fish and DeFi as well. Pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. We have one more voicemail, but we'll save it till the end. That spoils who it's from, I suppose. But this first one we have is from Butta B. Hi, Chris and Kyle. It's Butta B here. 
Tepig Community Day was very fun, but I got very unlucky. I only got one shiny in the whole thing. I evolved it into a 1700 Embor with 89% IVs. Thanks for helping me get through my isolation. Shiny vibes all, but a B. Well, good for you. 89% IVs is not bad at all. Good for you. And happy for a you shiny? Got your that's, that's pretty solid, all things considered. Yes, in the world of shinies, an 89% is gosh darn near uh, 100%. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but thank you for your email, but I'd be appreciate it. Next email is from Velez, and they said, what's up, GoCast team? My name's Velez, lifetime Pokemon fan since day one. I've watched the majority of the series, currently on Pokemon XY. I've played about half of the handheld games from the OG red blue version through ruby sapphire never got around to playing pokemon go when it first launched at the time i was at a transition in my life where i moved from where i was born raised to where i currently reside i've finally gotten the itch and i've been casually slash daily playing for the past two weeks i'm at level 24 and i'm not privy on dropping insane money weekly for coins which leads me to the reason of this email what are your thoughts on having some sort of system in play for pokemon go to be able to sell instead of trashing unwanted items in the bag, even if it's for one-fourth of the coins it would cost to buy in the store, just like it's been done on countless of handheld games. I understand Niantic makes money on this feature, but I'm sure if they added a list of different TMs, HMs to sell for, say, $0.99 cents to two ninety nine in rotation, that would be more appealing to the fan base. It would solve things like when you can't go outside because it's late or for weather conditions like the rainy season right now, down here, or I'm sure for y'all, there are harsh, cold winters, but you still want to play at home. You can pop some incense and trade items for coins to be able to get Pokeballs. I'm sure this would keep everyone more engaged in the game. Anyways, I'm curious on everyone's thoughts. Much love and positive energy. Fellow Pokemon trainer, Velez. P.S. I also found y'all's podcast on Spotify two weeks ago at work. Working in an auto body shop with a bunch of random noise in the background all day could be a drag. Listening to your show on your weekly adventures playing Pokemon Go has made me remember the awesome memories I had growing up at the beginning of when it all started, me playing Red Version and my cousin. Shout out to my cousin, Walt, a.k.a. Bonafide. He had Blue Version. Us playing every week and meeting up every weekend, trading stories and tips on how far along in the game we were with getting all eight badges and us trying to complete our Pokedexes. Pokemon Go has definitely brought back the nostalgia of having... My iPhone feel like a real-life Pokedex with the feel of me exploring a whole new region just like when new versions were launched. It's an amazing vibe. You guys are the truth. Keep up the great work. Happy 4th of July. PSS. I think it's PPS, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know. Hey, man. I think it's P because it's post, right? Postscript? Post, postscript? <laughs> I'm, I'm, un- I'm unqualified to answer that question. No, I should, you were like sort of a, a English major. Psychology is is is, an, is philosophy. No. Philosophy, Thank you. yeah. See, philosophy. No, it's, it, no. it, it's so much better. It's close. No, no. How much reading do you have to do for college? Quite a bit. Exactly. There you go. See, <laughs> qualify. I wasn't writing or reading letters. Like I think it's PPS. Okay. With today being Independence Day and your show being about setting goals. My gem to everyone is, I've always felt like you're the hero to your own game called life, and we don't age, we level up. Life is all about balance. Level spelled backwards is level. Well, Velez, uh, funny enough that you should mention the thing about converting unwanted items into poker coins. That's something that we've talked about, I want to say sparingly, over probably since this show started. 
And I think it kind of spawned from, oh, and not just us. I mean, people have written in, this has been an ongoing conversation about this sort of thing. This is such a good idea that we've all kind of had it for a while. And this also kind of came up when we were talking about like, oh, besides Pokestops and gyms, what else could they have? We're like, oh, Pokemarts. I could go in and I could, you know, trade my revives in, get 10 for like one Pokecoin. Like the exchange doesn't have to be good, but I'm tired of throwing out 150 berries that I could have otherwise gotten maybe like 10 coins for or something. You know what I mean? So you're on to something for sure. But I think you also outlined the point as to why that probably wouldn't happen because Niantic makes money off of some items in particular. Right. Um, and it hasn't been necessary thus far. It would just be like a quality of life thing that only benefits the player. And and they got they got to focus on fixing some other stuff first. So I don't think that's going to be a thing. But no, you're you're right there. That's a great idea. A really good idea. Anyways, thanks for sending us the email, Velas. And good luck on all of your Pokemon journeys. Oh, yeah. The last one here before the voicemail is from Kelvin. What's up, guys? What up, Kelvin? On a scale of Joltik to Zerkatry, how buzzing are you for GoFest? I'm currently at about an Alolan Golem. I'm at about a Zapdos because I'm I'm flying high in anticipation of GoFest. Kyle? I mean... A Pichu because you're going to surprise yourself or whatever. No, probably like Regilecki because I'm I'm, I'm real excited about it. And I I think that's up there. Okay. All righty. Neat. Neat. Uh, first up is my answer to the Pokepole. My biggest goal is to not put any money into Pokemon Go until next year. Minimum. I tend to put in between 50 to 100 pounds in every month, which pretty much all goes into remote passes because for me, incubators are not worth it. You take that back. But recently I've been struggling to agree with Niantic and how they implement aspects of the game. Uh, the Stardust heist, they attempted to pull in GBL and the thoughtless process regarding reverting the spin distance, which surely someone at Niantic can see it only improves the game. Among numerous bugs and glitches that have been here for months, years, I've decided they are not allocating my funds in an appropriate location. That being said, I will not stop playing the game, which centers around a franchise I fell in love with over 20 years ago. However hard they try to stop us wanting to play. Jeez, I feel old. I'm currently two weeks into my Pokecoin rehab and the withdrawals are starting to ease. Rant over. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm a little disappointed that Niantic released the information of this current event literally hours before it dropped. I foolishly opened a mail tin box a couple of hours before the announcement. It's not the end of the world for me. I've already got my set, but it would have been nice to have a three day warning considering that is the cooldown time for the box. In other news, I have a new phone arriving tomorrow, and I'm hoping all my GBL woes stay with my older phone, and this new one just brings wins. Now, I think it's time for some positivity. Darmakas are everywhere. Time to get my 100% Darmanitan. All Might. To level 50, baby. Nice. All Might's a great name for that, by the way. This email's long enough. Have a good one. Kelv Cooks Custard. Resident Average Player. Badoof Vibes. All. You take that back. No, take back the incubator thing first. No, <laughs> I I will say that the Stardust, the quote unquote Stardust heist that they attempted to pull in GBL end quote is I mean, they said it was a mistake and we have no way of proving that one way or the other. So I'm just going to choose to believe them because choosing otherwise is just inviting negativity into my life. So as far as that one is concerned, eh, but I'm, you know, 
I'm still hurting a little bit inside about the spin distance. It hasn't hit yet, but I'm I'm not thrilled for when that's going to happen. No, I'm I'm going to remain upset about that pretty much for the remainder of the time that I play this game. Yeah, yeah, and and we're very pro Pokemon Go and pro Niantic in most cases. They were both still like, nah, not a good move. <laughs> the moment that hits us during an event, I'm gonna lose it. It's gonna be difficult. Gonna I'm be gonna difficult lose transition. it. Yeah. If they try, if they pass it off as a feature for an event like increased trade distances. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> um, so anyway, I one of the reasons that I chose to read this email, which first of all, Kelv, Kelvin writes in all the time and is an active member of our community. But that is to say, more often than not, if somebody writes in about something that's like really super heavily critical with little else to say about the game, sometimes we'll either choose to take bits and pieces from that email or not read them all together. But I think that this perspective in particular right now is very poignant because people are either fine with everything or very upset given several hiccups and things that have happened in the past with Niantic's choices, right? Or the way things have come across via optics, right? The Stardust thing in particular did not look good regardless of what the reasoning might have been, right? That being said, I would like to commend Kelvin, and I think Kelvin is a good example for this sort of thing. If if you're upset with Niantic or you're upset with Pokemon Go or you're not having fun, change the way that you interact with the game and interact with the company. You know, as we talked about not doing a couple of episodes ago, don't take it out on employees online. That's never okay. Even though we made jokes about bullying somebody for bringing Agron to a raid, you should never do anything like that to anybody. <laughs> That's awful. But that being said, you don't have to put money into it if you don't want to. And you can still be excited about catching Dawurmakas right now, even if you don't agree with the rest of the game. That's what Kyle and I do with every single event. We looked at this and went, starters, boy, that's a bummer. But look at those Dawurmaka. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And you you can choose to do that. All I'm going to say is incubators are not worth it. And I say that as somebody who literally <laughs> just bought like 40 of them. Oh, like my gosh. Ago. Don't do it. It's it's a bad investment. I, I spent too money. I spend too much money on this game and I don't even spend as much as Chris does. You probably spend half as much as I do. I probably spend less, but I definitely used to spend that like more. Now I do it all in chunks. I just I I put a hundred dollars into the game all at once, and then those are my coins. That's what I do versus doing it every time something was going on. Yeah, yeah. I respect that, but I don't respect the perspective about incubators. I just like hatching. I don't know why. Hatch them in Masters. That's all I have to say to you. No, it's so boring in Pokemon <laughs> Masters. They're just so uh. How's it any different? Get- just boring in this game because I because the combat in Pokemon Masters to me is just not compelling enough gameplay wise for me to use them. How often do you take part in the combat and go every day? Raids don't I, count as combat. I either do like a, a a team go rocket balloon or I do GBL or I do both every day. And how many egg Pokemon do you use? I use that Mandibuzz for an entire season. <laughs> Mandibuzz is one. You are right. You got mm-hmm. one. Yep. And I've now given you an example, so I'm not obligated to give you any others. So my escape hatch is this voicemail from Mitch. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. Okay, hopefully I'm not getting this in too late. Um, so fast approaches, y'all. Uh, we're going to have that in a couple weeks here. Uh, I'm excited to do that, of course. I'm excited to see the new Sky feature. I'm loving the new, 
these responds and really speed running this, uh, this, this voicemail. Um, so my goals from last week were 41. Shiny Tepic did not do that. Did 26 at Lincoln Park Zoo with ah, y'all. Thank you for that. Had a great time. Uh, and second, you know what? Don't remember. I'm just going to make some new goals here. Let's do rank 20 in GBL. Uh, total of 300,000 startups. I have about 150,000 right now. And 2 million XP because I'm feeling, I'm feeling daring tonight. Thank you very much. Shiny vibes all. Bye bye. <laughs> that being slightly cut short made that even better. I love it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mitch. Uh, good luck on your your goals jeez a two million experience on event with no experience event going on that's going to be some catching that is something for sure but good good luck good luck and thanks again for coming out to lincoln park zoo it was really great to to meet up and and hang out of course and catch some pigs uh sorry that apparently i stopped you guys from doing one of your deoxys raids yeah it's clearly my fault fault. i didn't finish my thing my fault it is (laughs) But anyway, uh, if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did or a voicemail, we'll start with the voicemail. You can send it to 262-586-7717. You can leave us an email at mail at gocastpodcast.com. Visit gocastpodcast.com for all things a gocast podcast. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. You can support us via Patreon. Uh, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash go cast podcast as little as one dollar a month gets you access to our patron discord which is as we say every week the best perk that we have available although there are other tiers the bottom one is probably the best one and while we're speaking of patrons shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons cyprian bow daniel zekwalker andrew chad robert Lori, sports michael ozzy ted and tish thank you so 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 much for your generous patronage and support. And thank you for helping us keep our digital lights on. I'm scared of the dark. Uh, there's no new reviews this week, which means that we're just going to be going right into the, right into the goals. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Hey, Oh wait, I, I forgot something. Leave us a review. It really helps. Spotify hasn't gotten their stuff together yet. I'm still mad about it. Okay. Anyway, back to goals this week. I got to finish the collection challenge. If I don't make it a goal, I'm not going to do it. That's right. And even, hey, sometimes you'll make it a goal. You still won't do it. Correct. But like if I don't make it a goal, I definitely won't do it. But if I make it a goal, I might do it. I understand. On on the similar capacity, I want to do all three of the remaining Meltan boxes during this event. I did mine at like noon today which I I believe gives me enough time to do four during the window of the event. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I would like to do all that I am capable of for that. And then secondary goal, I want to get a second shiny Meltan. I have no control over that at all, but let's, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. And finish the higher they fly. <gasps> No, really? Just just for Mitch. Oh, boy. I didn't think I'd ever write that down. (laughs) Great. Okay. For myself, I've got four goals as well. I want to catch a shiny Dower Maka this week. They are spawning a lot. I'm just basing off of the spawns I've seen today. Um, I'm I'm thinking my chances are, are okay. I might get one during this event. I would also like to finish the collection challenge before we record next. 
I'd like to hit 16.5 million experience in this level, which will leave me 1.5 million experience remaining to get to level 47, which means that 48 will probably be within my grasp by the end of this year comfortably, if not past that. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to do 48 or 49 as a goal, but probably 48 seems more reasonable. And then I want to hit 6.5 million Stardust. I, I, I think one of the goals I'm going to have for myself for this year is to have 10 million in my inventory at some point in time. Uh, just sitting there and then why stop there a hundred million no i'm just kidding 10 million is like a hoarder's amount of stardust and i think i'll be okay at that point in time no you won't maybe i'll feel the sense of satisfaction and fulfillment that i'm craving from this no no see because once you do that your stardust is going to start at a number one again and that's going to bother you because it's not going to be enough you got to stop at nine million that way the first number is a nine Maybe I'll get to 10 and spend a million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like I did with six down to five and I'm back up to six again. Just it's a problem. I have a problem. (laughs) But anyway, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for episode 153. Bye bye. Bye.